think a good point here is that I know all three of us are doing because that's what we're talking. We're all nodding about it. But you start to see in the industry which people are okay with doing that and which people aren't within your own team, right? And so for me, from what I've learned, Mike, is that whenever I'm willing to go, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Can you guys help me here? Like, I, I need your help. Man, the level of just like worry or I don't even, it's not anxiety, but just like everybody just goes, all right. So now we're at a base point, right? But before they would be worried that they got to know everything because usually, you know, some people are trying to hammer on making sure they know and you got to figure this out by yourself. Like, I'm not going to tell you, right? But if you're willing to go, guys, I don't know what this is. I need your help. Tell me what you can do here. Man, you just opened Pandora's box for creativity and just really, in my opinion, like the project team is really starting to develop trust there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You you just, you humanize yourself just like that. And you humanize everybody else in the room because it takes one person to say, I don't really know. And you imagine, you, you, you'll be surprised how many other people are like, I don't really know either. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. It, be surprised. It's, it's crazy, right? Because it goes back to being in class, right? For those who are in high school or college. And one of the teachers like, just ask me a question because I guarantee you someone else is thinking the same thing. But then you're sitting there like, oh, I don't want to ask this question. I'm going to look like an idiot. And then you ask it and everyone's like, yeah, that was a good question. I was wondering the same thing. Right. And it's the same thing that goes with construction is everyone else might be thinking it, but everyone's really good at following the crowd. And if someone's like, yeah, OK, let's do it. Right. Everyone's going to say, yeah, let's do it. And they're just going to go and, and do it without knowing the why. And that's Absolutely. I think that is a huge part of what separates people who are really, really, really good at what they do versus people who are very average. And it's not that the people who are very average can't be really, really, really good, but they're asking the wrong questions, right? The moment you start going there and you start asking people like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? Like, is there a, like, how'd you learn to do that? Is there a different way to do it? Right. I just, I want to know the reason, right. As, as, as long as you know the why behind something, you're going to set yourself apart immediately because you're going to understand the reason this foreman is scheduling work this way or why are we Absolutely. digging this foundation and not digging that foundation right and it might look very random but at the end of the day there is a reason for it and, and maybe you know sometimes every now and then there might not be they just want to do it that way right yeah. but usually there is a reason as to why and that goes with every single trade it goes with every single type of construction it goes with every single whether you're a, a superintendent or a project manager or estimator or quality control, safety guy, you name it, you need to know the why behind it. In order to know the why, you got to ask the question. And in order to ask the question, you need just to get to know the people that you're talking to. Dude, you you just you nailed it. I mean, for, for those of you who are not in the industry or trying to get into the industry, and especially for the younger people listening, why is probably the most powerful question you can ask. Not, you know, I mean, because it, 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 it goes in so many different directions, mm -hmm. especially, I feel like especially now that like, what I'm seeing in the construction industry is that technology is starting to play a much, 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 much more major role in what we do on a daily basis. There yeah. are some crazy, crazy machines out there and instruments that we use 
I'm not going to say we use on the daily because some of the stuff is expensive and like we can't afford it. <laughs> like there are some crazy machines and instruments and softwares that are out there that we use. And it's, it's all based on an old way of doing something that somebody tried to streamline. Hmm. And the only way they were able to get to that point where they developed this mechanism is by asking why. That is the only way to develop something from old to new or from, good to better or from bad to good. You know I mean, like that's the only way to do that. That's the only way to improve a system is to ask why. If you don't understand the system that you're trying to improve, you can't improve it because you can't understand what's wrong with it. I like that. So, I like that. Really good. I mean, like you, you have to, you have to be able to, and I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to keep like knocking on this same thing to humility, bro. Be humble. Who's that? Who's yeah. that? Kendrick Lamar? That's Kendrick Lamar. Be humble. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you gotta be humble, man. That if, if there's any takeaway that that anyone like gets from this, it's like construction is not a humble industry because we get paid to be right. Yeah. Because if we're wrong, people die. Yeah. I mean, if if an engineer is wrong in his design and something collapses, people get hurt. People die. People go to jail. There's a lot of liability attached to this. And so there's a lot of ego attached to this naturally when you're dealing with people who've been doing this for 30 years and in their head, they've been doing it right for 30 years. That's what we get paid to do though. We get paid to do things right. And the more th the more iterations of being right you have, you get a little bit more swagger about yourself and you kind of tend to stop asking questions. It's like, eh, I've, I've done this before. I know I'm right. 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 Like you you kind of let that part go. But I think staying grounded and staying in the moment of, of whatever it is that you're working on, whatever the project is, whatever the task is that you're working on, like staying grounded and present in that and seeking to continuously improve, I think that will by default cause you to continue to ask why. Really good. That's good. I mean, let's, let's take it a step further. So give us an example or show us what are some of the ways you can be humble? Because one of the things, Mike, whenever we went up to Western Carolina, the students were just, I don't want to say blown away, but just taken back by the how we talked about relationships, right? And they've all had internships, right? And they've been on job sites until they see how the majority of the construction industry was. And so they would continue to ask us, like, you know, how do we stand that line of being humble, but also standing your ground, right? Because... I don't know. I just picture the first three years, right? You're really trying to figure out yourself and how you interact with people. At least that's what I was doing. Like, you know, I'm still trying to learn technical stuff, right? I'm trying to get better at my craft, at, at learning how the building process works. That's a given. But the other part is if I can motivate Mike, if I can figure Mike out, if I can figure out what his strengths, his weaknesses are, what he's good at with other people, like that's how I'm going to win, right? But right. we lose ourselves in the fact that sometimes you can be too over the top or you can be too humble. So how do you find that line of standing your ground, but also being humble? I think, I think you have to figure out what your focus is. So let, let me say first and foremost, you're not going to get all of this at the same time. Like you're just not, you're not, you're not going to be able to tackle all of these concepts at the same time in the same year or on the same job. Like, bro, it's not going to happen. It's just, right. it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. like, it's, 
it's a step-by-step kind of thing. Uh, there's process. a lot of overlap, I'll yeah. say. There's definitely a lot of overlap. Construction is an industry where you grow up fast, like fast. <laughs> so I, I think, it, you know, again, for the young people watching, you hear, you know, guys like us talking, like we only been in this industry for a couple of years. I've only been doing this for me. I've been doing this for less than a decade. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like you hear guys like me talking like this, it's not because I've been doing this for 40 years. It's just when you get, the, when you start getting the reps, like it's, it starts to grow you up. So, so Davis, to answer your question, I think it's about choosing what you want to focus on in that particular moment. I, when I was on my, my first project back in, back in Atlanta, we were doing a school and I was actually having a really tough time with my project manager because that, that, particular project manager, I don't know, just kind of kind of had a, a, a way about her. Um, and so we didn't really butt heads. I wasn't really getting trained or taught. Or, I mean, I wasn't really getting a whole lot of support. So, But I still had to perform. I still had to do my job, which at that time, I was obviously I was, I was out of school, so I was a project engineer. So a lot of my job was writing RFIs and going through submittals, reviewing shop drawings, et cetera, touching a lot of things I've never touched before. Looking at a lot of a lot, a lot of building materials I've never seen, shop drawings I've never seen. I'm learning things that I just I have no basis of knowing any of this stuff, right? So I have to lean on I have to lean on the traits to teach me because the person who was supposed to teach me I, I wasn't getting that out of them. So like, yes, there is a line where I'm like, bro, Dave, whoever, whatever the person's name is, like help me, like, teach me what this is because I really don't know. Actually, perfect example from that exact job, Doors, I'll never forget this because it was such an episode. Doors and, and doors and frames. I had the door contractor pretty much school me on left-hand door, right-hand door, right-hand reverse, left-hand reverse, in-swing, out-swing, like, What's a lock set? What's a mortise? What's the third thumb turn? What's the passage set? Like, I had him school me on all of that because I just didn't have any basis of knowing. And you know how project teams get, everybody's so busy that, you know, sometimes we only have a person who can just sit out and just teach you this stuff. So with him, it was like, he was an older guy and I, I guess he had time. He just <laughs> kind of schooled me. And every time we went through a submittal, he would teach me, like, this is what you do. And you put your hand on the door, whichever way your thumb points, that's the operational side of the door. Or you put your spine <laughs> to the frame. This is a real old school ways of teaching the things. Yeah. But, like, he taught me. He, he he taught me all of that. But, like, this is the same guy who, like, first door delivery comes in and we got three frames that are out of square. Hey, what's, what's going on? We got these frames that are out of square. We need to get them fixed. We need to get them swapped out. Like, I still have to do my job because I still work for the general contract. I still got to get the materials here and I still need them to be right. Right. So I still have to hold this guy to, to his contract and hold him to the schedule. But at the same time, I understand that we now have a working relationship yep. where I'm not just going to, you know, shove his face into the mud for absolutely everything. No, that's the guy who like schooled me on this same material. Right. So I think being focused in 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 one moment on hey what is this and then in the next moment it's all right i know what it is and now it's here now i need it to be right 
So it's 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 a matter of just kind of adjusting your, your focus and just thinking about what exactly you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Walker, if I could speak on this, like, for it. so for the first few years for me, Mike, I got ran over all day, every day, right? Like, just I just did. Like, I, I'm a nice guy. Like, I would just let whatever <laughs> anybody said, just, all right, cool. Yeah, that works. Or whenever anybody didn't want to do something, I was just like, all right, cool. That works. Like, I just wouldn't negotiate. Just I, I, like, I don't know why. It, so for the life of me, I had to learn. And really with my superintendent, he's on the other side. He's going to run over somebody, right? Like, he's going to show you. Like, And so I was like, all right, don't want to exactly do that, but I need to learn a little bit about how to be stern and fair, right? And so, like you talked about, I think that was a great example because for some people, I guess the majority of young people coming out of the industry, you don't know what you can say, right? Because you don't know the knowledge that other people have. Absolutely. But whenever you get to that point where you feel like you do have the knowledge, you can stand firm. But I would challenge our generation don't be ugly about it right like mike mm-hmm. said there's a way you aren't you're not cussing them out you're not chewing them out you're not calling them names like none of that needs to be needs to be said what you need to be doing is making sure that hey man you got three door frames out of square can you get these shipped and, and just turn around real quick for me i need them out here on the job site like that's fair right that's and that's that door manufacturer guess what oh man sure i'll get right away on that right like he's not gonna he's gonna like it because you actually treat him with some Customer respect, right? The customer service part of you. So it's just, I don't know. You think about that. Don't be afraid for the younger people. Don't be afraid to kind of hold the line, but just don't go over the line, if that makes sense. Right. And and I mean, it, it always goes back to asking questions like, okay, he says, all right, I can't get those frames here in time. You don't know if that's good or bad, right? Because you're new at this and you just, you don't know. You don't know what that affects. You don't know what kind of domino effect that has. Okay, so your next step should not just be, okay, just get them when you can. Like, normally, as a young person, and I'm not saying I didn't do this, but I, I, I was in your shoes, too. And I definitely had those moments where I'm like, I don't know enough to argue with this, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> but, like, that's, it's normally a matter of, all right, let me circle up with my team and get back with you. That's going to be your catchphrase in your first couple of years. Let me circle up with my team and get back with you. Let me follow up on that. It's a way to say, I don't know without saying, I don't know. Right? I like it. So circle up with your team, but then like actually go circle up with your team. Because the next question you ask is, how does this affect us? What are the effects of this? What can we do? Because now we're getting into what Davis was just talking about. Now we're getting into the negotiation. Now we're getting into, okay, my next call back to the door, guys. Hey, man, these frames don't get in. Like, it's going to hold me up on my painting. What can we do to get you guys moving on these? Is there another similar frame somewhere else yeah. that we can swap into place with these? Is it like, what What can we do? How can we move this around? What are what are, what are my options? What are our options? Right. Can we pay you right. to expedite something? Like, can we, What are what are our options here? Can we like, take three from a different floor and just yeah. remember, you know, right here. Yeah. Right. It's asking questions, dude. It, it always comes That's back right. to asking questions. You, you don't curious. have to be ugly about it. You really don't. You really no. don't. Like it, it, these are still people. They're still human right. beings, just like you. Right. you know, somebody was, somebody was to get ugly with you about that. Like, why don't you know this? You're a general contractor. Right. Why don't you know about doors? You're running the whole job. How, how don't you know about doors? Like, if someone was going to get ugly with you about that, like, think about how many problems that would actually solve for you. Probably right. not many. 
And not so, to not to mention the other side of that is whenever you mess up, they're gonna want to work with you now, right? Because it's like you could have. <laughs> I don't know if I want to mention it. our poor APM. Uh, anyway, I will. He he ordered an amount of frames that just the wall thickness wasn't right both ways. Some of them were too. The wall was too big. The frame was too small. Some of them the the walls too small. The frames too big. And so he's haven't been oh, wow. working with our door manufacturer um, to get them back. Our door supplier to get them back out here. And, you know, he was like, I don't know. I never took this stuff off. How was I supposed to know, right? Like, it's just he had to learn from, by trial. And so he's, he's learned a lot. But I just remember him talking to me about it was like, just make sure when you take it off, like, make sure you're going through it with your door supplier before you confirm it. Because, believe it or not, he actually went through it, too, and has to take off and measures wall thickness and knows the different, like, he can, like you said, Mike, if you're willing he can he can school you up on it and help you. You just have to be humble and willing to tell him, "Hey, man, I need help." Yeah. It, the cool thing about being new is you get the new guy benefit, right? For your first five years, you can literally ask any question you want, and you're not going to sound dumb because yeah. you're new, and you can just ask stupid questions, and you can ask them again. But by the time you get to like PM level, senior PM, right, those same questions, you can still ask them. But people are going to look at you like, shouldn't huh. you know this answer? <laughs> you know? But when you're new, you can ask whatever you want. That's the great part about it. And people don't take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, if, you, if you're if you doing this, by the time you get to a, a, a lead, like a project lead level or PM or super or whatever, like you'll have a lot of that information stored. And the questions you ask, like you're, you're still going to be asking questions. I'm asking questions every day. Yep. But the questions you ask are going to be, A, more informed. B, they're more going to be like how to the questions. Right. It's, you know, how do we, consider? you know, considering we have this equipment and this material, how do we do that? Or we yeah. don't have to open it on that floor. How do we get material up there? What, what equipment are we going to, it's, it's more how to, how are we going to do this? You know, Mike, as we wind down, we always ask these two questions. My question to you is if you were going to encourage someone else to come into the industry, particularly a young professional, what are some qualities you think they should have? Oh, qualities. All right. So first and foremost, you have to be willing to learn, mm. willing to learn. And willing to change a lot. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> it's gonna happen a lot. There's a lot of you see it all the time. Like, there's this. I mean, company to company, dude. Like the the way that people do things, it's different. And if you want to, if you want to grow, you're gonna have to be somewhere for a significant amount of time, right? Or be it. You know, working for somebody or with somebody, working in some capacity for a significant amount of time, which means you have to be able to be malleable to fit into a system. And if you're not, mm. you're probably going to end up finding another job somewhere or at least looking for one. <laughs> the opportunity to find another job, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that for sure, definitely you would want to be willing to learn, be willing to change. And I would say lastly, be willing to fail. Cause that is good. also going to happen a lot. <laughs> good. That learn, change, fail. All, that, all that was awesome, especially be willing to change. And I think a lot of people 
are not right because they're set in their ways and i've been one of those guys of like i'm i'm gonna do it this way i'm gonna do it the way i want to right which is not the right approach in any in any aspect of your life but over time right it's okay oh you challenged my thinking on that let me i don't know why i i disagree with it or don't like it let me let me think about like as to what's inside of me that's disagreeing with what you just said, right? And as you start thinking about that, you're, the ability to be willing to to change your direction or the way you think is going to be huge, especially in construction, because you don't know what you don't know. And what you think you know, you actually don't know, right? <clears throat> especially if you come from college and you think you know a lot, and then you actually don't know a lot. Yep. And it's going to be that way throughout your entire career. But Mike, you know, going into that, of what we wish we knew if you could go back in in time with everything that you know now what would you tell your 20 year old self (laughs) what would i tell my 20 year old self go outside like actually go see the job being built (laughs) because like let me let me actually back that up so i guess not not so much just go outside i would say pace yourself pace yourself because Mm -hmm. I think for me when I first started I got buried in the paperwork because of my position because I was a project engineer it's so very easy to get buried in the paperwork and like you have these hard deadlines and everybody's breathing down your neck because he's a low guy on the totem pole so you get stuck just trying to get just trying to crank paperwork out crank paperwork out but like it was very easy to lose sight of the fact that you are actually building a building. (laughs) That's what this is. That's what all this paperwork is for, is for actual physical structure that you're building, not on your computer, in real space, outside somewhere. Like, go see it, because everything that you do on this computer makes a whole lot more sense when that stuff outside becomes real to you. When you can see it and touch it, you can see what a, a survey looks like in real space, not just on paper. You can see what digging foundations looks like because that literally powers every single other thing that you do mm. in the industry. It teaches you how to build a schedule because it, it teaches you what a one-day activity looks like and what a five-day activity looks like because you've seen it now. Right. You've seen right. the steps cool. that it takes to do that. You it teaches you how to make a site logistics plan. It teaches you how to sequence work. Because you you get you start to see what parameters you you can for me. I I'm I'm a person, I'm I'm not very good with distances. I know I said before call, I'm good with like maps and stuff like that. But if you tell me something's a mile away, I'm like, that could be eight hours for me. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It could be right next to me, it could be <laughs> It could be in Alabama. I, I don't know. I don't know what one mile is. Like, <laughs> I don't know what 20 feet looks like. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are things that I like being on a construction site. It's like you get after you be around it a little bit. You can kind of eyeball like, all mm-hmm. right, that trench is about 10 feet deep. I probably need some type of shoring or a bench back or something. Right. Like, yep. dude, it literally like, just go outside. Just go out. Just take some That's time. Good. Just go outside. Good it's fine because you're still at work. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to just walk around a job site. It's fine. You're still at work. Like, it's okay if you get yelled at. It's fine. You're still at work. It's all right. <laughs> you lose your job, you get another one. It's okay. You're like, you're, 
One of the biggest things for me, Mike, man, that you mentioned it was, you know, I've gotten big responsibility on this job site, really just sequencing work, but understanding that what correlates your right of going out there and seeing the work done and being able to project in the future as far as how long it takes was, man, I was tracking the ceiling grid and hard lid framing and two different crews, but same company, right? And so I would go back in the office at the end of the day and be like, did they get that done on the second floor? Oh, wait, did they get down the third floor? Instead of going, all right, let's just go walk it, man. Let's go walk it right now. Okay, you walk it all, man. They got all this done except they left something out for the mechanical right here. Okay, I know. They almost got this whole building done. So the next morning when we're in the foreman's meeting, I'm able to tell my superintendent, and he thinks, wow, this guy actually knows something, right? And so yeah. it's something as simple as that, but all it takes is a little bit of drive in you to go, okay, I need to get out. You need to go walk the job, whatever your trade or if your field or office or whatnot. It's just mm-hmm. so easy to to manage by coming back in the office and typing emails or tracking this and that. But it, I mean, manage by walking around and understanding what's going on the job daily. I love that. Man, you would be surprised when you start walking around like what you're talking about, Davis. Dude, your brain is a powerful tool. You'd be surprised how much information it stores without you really working that hard to store it. Right. It, you get out there. You get out there the way that you're talking about doing it. Like, man, you, you seem like a superhero because you just know right. all of this stuff. Like, you really didn't do anything. You just walk. <laughs> you pick up patterns too, right? You see right. what, like, you know, if you do, if you walked yesterday, you know what was done yesterday, and then you walk again today, you know, you see the differences, right? I know today they put up more shoring. They put the rebar in for the foundation for the columns, and they started doing some of the embeds for the pl- for one of the, the the shear walls. Like that wasn't there yesterday, but it was there today. And there's the difference, right? Absolutely, that's great. Absolutely. But Mike, man, we appreciate you jumping on. This was awesome. Really cool conversation. I mean, I learned a lot, and and you hounded it in everyone's brains. And we try to do it every show. Ask questions. That's it's the secret to construction. It is a superpower if you can harness it. But man, we Absolutely. truly appreciate you jumping on. Thanks for your time and learn a ton, dude. dude I appreciate it, man. Learning from you guys every time we talk. I appreciate it. <laughs>